Hey beautiful, you are listening to More Than a Crown where you will learn, feel understood, and be encouraged alongside believer, child advocate, ice cream connoisseur, and former Miss USA, Sarah Rose Summers. Welcome to today's episode. I have a very exciting guest for you all. Per your request, someone that's quite special in my life. And if you follow me, you know that. If not, you'll get to know him. It's a him. Who do you think it is? It's Connor. (laughs) Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever (laughs) time you're listening. Glad to be here. <laughs> so Connor really wanted me to write out questions and have this all prepared like I do for my more formal interviews because he is a planner. I'm all about structure. I need some guidance, some direction. Um, I'm a numbers guy, so that's that helps. so this is this is gonna be a good test. Yes. Much like our first time traveling together. Oh yeah, There's that was a good one. <laughs> plenty of stories. There. I'm a planner too because I'm I'm so busy. Obviously, I have a lot of projects going on, and as Miss USA, I definitely needed to be a planner. And when I was in college, two degrees in four years, I needed to schedule everything in order to get it all done. But I also try to soak up every moment and be spontaneous if need be. So Connor didn't really like that. I took him to his. It's not that I didn't like it. There was just a an period of adjustment <laughs> slash slight frustration <laughs> would you like to paint the picture of where we were and how we realized this about each other Is this when we were in boston Is that yes. where, okay yeah so we were in boston this was my birthday weekend she surprised me with boston red sox tickets and it was the day after we went to the game and we're exploring boston and we had had a plan and we knew we were where we were going and what we were doing and who we were going to see. And um, as we were progressing on our journey, we had a plan. So I was keeping the plan, but she wanted to stop and soak things in, look at buildings. And um, I was like, uh, we're, we're running out of time. We were supposed to meet somebody at 2 o'clock, and it's like 1.58. We're going to be late. And, well, I agree that if we had time to meeting to meet people, we needed to be on schedule but if we just thought we were going to go to x place to explore it at a certain time we had no really commitment so i thought we could be a little bit more adventurous (laughs) we were just not on the same page no (laughs) which is the key to like a relationship being on the same page (laughs) so in that moment we both realized that for me for connor i needed to be a little bit more um, structured <laughs> and you realized what? Yeah, no, there's just an understanding of, Hey, you're this way. I'm, I'm this way. We've got to find a, a middle ground and come together and have an understanding of who we are and how, how this all works. And so it was a good learning moment. For the and both of us. we still are obviously, yeah. but that was quite the long intro. Long story short, Connor likes a plan and we're not going to plan this podcast. We've had <laughs> a lot of requests for kind of hearing more of our story and guidance for dating couples or um, even those that are already in relationships, just kind of what we each looked for before we found each other, what our, I guess, criteria or checklist or standards list was. And we're excited to talk to you a little bit about that. Absolutely. So I guess we both have very different stories. Do you want to talk about 
your formal rela- former relationships before you met me for our <laughs> or, or lack thereof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know what it may have been my parents. It may have been um, just how I was raised. I, I don't know, but I know from an early age, I knew or just had an understanding of like, you date to marry. Um, and throughout middle school, high school, I guess, whenever you kind of start developing feelings for girls and like, <laughs> oh, she's cute. She's pretty. Um, I like, I think I asked a girl to be my girlfriend in sixth grade, but it was like one of those sixth grade relationships where you didn't ever really talk to the person, but, um, this is news to me guys. (laughs) Um, but long story short, I, I didn't have a girlfriend up until I met Sarah Rose. Um, and I think that was because I I knew that I wanted to date to marry. And I, up until I met Sarah Rose, I hadn't really met anybody that I could see myself with long-term. And so for any listeners that kind of stumbled upon this podcast and don't know us, don't know me, don't know our story, tell them like when all of that was when we met, it wasn't high school. It wasn't. Yeah. It was our senior years of senior years of college. Mm -hmm. And so I was 20. We were, uh, yeah, you just turned 22. Right. The day after our first date. So. November right. 3rd, and then our first date was November 4th of 2016. Right. So. And here we are. Yeah. So I'd gone all through high school and college and been on dates, but never really had a girlfriend. Not, and what were really some of the qualities, I guess, you were looking for that were your non-negotiables? Uh, I mean, for sure, wanted a girl that um, had a heart for the Lord, um, that that was most important to her. Um Family is a big thing for me. And so like Sarah's asked me a number of times and we've had this question a lot of like, when did you know, like, was it like first love at first sight or when did you like know Sarah was going to, going to be your wife? And, um, really it was after, like I had a really good idea after our first date. And then on the second date, me being the one that hadn't had the girlfriend introduced her to my entire family. Plus our first official date, (laughs) our first official date or his second date in his mind was, he took just me to sushi. It was great. And then we went to his brother's college hockey game where I met both of his parents and his Nana and one of his best friends. And then his brother after the game, I was freaking out. Like I, I remember I had three of my best girlfriends from college come over and they sat there while I was so nervous. I, I, Oh my gosh, I walk across the stage and speak in front of thousands. I typically don't get nervous, but I knew that I was really, like, at this point, I thought that Connor was going to be my future husband. And on the first official date, I was going to meet his family. So that's just ridiculous. <laughs> so I was going to a hockey game, of course. So you don't want to be cold. But you also, you know, like, you kind of want to look cute. It's your first official date. But also you're meeting the family. And so all of these criteria were just really contradictory as I stared at all the options in my closet. So I had to call a couple of friends to make that all work out. Anyway, ended and up where wearing... I never brought a girl home or like to meet my parents. And so they knew this was a big deal. And so, but she knocked it out of the ballpark. And from then on, I knew this was the girl I was going to marry. Mm-hmm. So good thing. <laughs> Great thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and for me, quite a different story. I had kind of always been a, a boyfriend girl through, I don't even know when I had my first boyfriend, probably junior high. And then my freshman year of high school, I dated a boy for like nine months, and then I broke up with him. And then my sophomore year through my junior year, no, 
Hmm. Basically, I had two long-term boyfriends in high school, and that was just what I was used to. I was a relationship girl. And then um, broke up with both of them, and then I went to college in Texas. I was from Nebraska. Went to college in Texas. Um, You know, everything's new in college, and I was kind of set up by one of my – who's now going to be my maid of honor – Um, She had been dating this boy from her hometown who also went to TCU with us. And so they set me up with some guy in his fraternity. And I was convinced, oh my gosh, he's the one. I had become a Christian earlier that fall, right when I went to college. So that was a lot of transitions all at once. And then I met this guy who was raised in a Christian home, you know, fit all these criteria on paper. Um, And then I just realized that it wasn't wasn't the most healthy relationship. Um, Boundaries weren't there, just lots of different reasons. And let's see, I think, I think that's normal in college. You're all getting there for the same, at the same time, lots of different transitions. You're trying to figure out what you're going to study, what you're going to do with the rest of your life. Meanwhile, social life and your sorority life and your working possibly. And so there's a lot going on, lots of transition and that's okay. Um, he ended up breaking my heart on Valentine's Day. This is not a pity podcast. This is real life. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I was a I was a sophomore and it was Valentine's Day and he tried to break up with me. And I say tried because I'm a strong-willed young woman. I did not let him break up with me on Valentine's Day. <laughs> I refused. Um, which long term girls, if somebody doesn't want to be with you, just say thank you. Next. So <laughs> I was in denial. <laughs> um, first ever heartbreak. I didn't want it to happen. So I said, no, absolutely not. And he was like, no, really. And I was like, absolutely not. So then that prolonged for about five more days. And then he officially broke my heart. And my mom flew down. Thank goodness I went to a school, a direct flight away. Mom came down. I I was a mess. I didn't think I thought this was the guy for me. I started comparing myself to his brother's relationship because his brother at the time was engaged to a girl who they had been dating in the past and then they broke up and got back together after both of them had grown for a while. So I thought that was going to be us. And if you're listening to this, please learn from me. Don't compare yourself or your relationship to anybody else's because no one's story is exactly the same. And it's just truly a wasted time. So, um, you are only your own story. So, um, I quickly learned that that wasn't going to be the story for us. And by quickly, I mean months of a process. (laughs) And then my junior year, I, I realized that I wanted to be a child life specialist. So that took most all my focus. And I kind of was just, you know, I turned 21, being a college student while realizing I needed to do two two degrees in the four years. So Mm -hmm. I didn't have time for a boyfriend, nor did I, was that my focus at all. Um, I remember Connor. And kind of talk about what you brought out of that relationship and you learned and then carried forward into whatever your next relationship was going to be, whether that was me or somebody else. Yeah. I think when, when he broke up with me, all of the places that I thought I would see him, like our college ministry that we both went to. We would go to church together on Sundays. Um, all these places that we that were surrounded based on Christ that I thought I would see him at, I never did. And I think that 
that said a lot to me of, oh, wow, was he doing those things for him or for me? And clearly, um, listeners, you can figure out that answer. And so I realized that I needed someone who was demonstrating the qualities of a of a Christian man and someone who could lead me in that way rather than doing it for, I don't know. The sake of the relationship. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, and so that was one of my big takeaways. And um, I was also really blessed that I honestly didn't really see him anywhere on campus or ever either. That was really good for my heart and for the like grieving process. Um, it's interesting to talk about because I think everyone always says you're going to have one heartbreak in your life, but hopefully Connor never does. <laughs> so junior year of college, really focusing on myself, my relationship with the Lord, my relationship with my girlfriends, wanted really those to flourish. And then, yeah, so he expressed interest to one of our friends, Blair. Uh, so fast forwarding timeline wise, this is our About, summer going into our senior years of college. Right. And so um, I've had, I've been single for over a year and like a year and a half at this point, And that was not normal for me. Remember, I'm a boyfriend girl. <laughs> um, but at this point, I, I knew that what I wanted more so was talking about the DMs I get all the time is what were you looking for? Like, what was your checklist? Obviously, I wanted someone who was demonstrating, like we just discussed, those characteristics of a Christian man and a Christian leader who would um, be kind of the rock, I guess. Is that a good way of saying it? Well, the Lord's the rock. Well, I mean, somebody you could depend on that um, wasn't... Um walking the walk for the sake of the relationship, but was truly walking the walk long before the relationship. They right. demonstrated a season of faithfulness. Right. Oh, good line, babe. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so that was number one criteria. Number two, I mean, I had to be attracted to him, right? He had to be kind of cute, but there are lots of cute guys out there. So don't just think you have to settle. Um, I also wanted, obviously needed someone who was committed I had had a lot of girlfriends in college who had been, you know, cheated on. They found their boyfriend's second cell phone, just all these disgusting things. And it sounds like a fake reality show, but it was actually real reality. Um, so that was a big criteria for me. And I wanted someone who was also really goal driven because my whole life, you know, it was always a dream for me to compete at Miss USA as Miss Nebraska. And I, I was completing two degrees in four years. I also worked two jobs. I just needed someone else who also had the drive to do yeah, something with their life. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, do something bigger than themselves or bigger than the norm or than the average person. And I think and, that quality comes with it. it guys, if, if you're a Christian guy and you're seeking after the Lord, like God calls us to bigger, like big things that now that can be defined in a, in a ton of different ways. But I think, um, our purpose um, goes far beyond ourselves. Um, and that's, I think, kind of what you're getting at. But yeah, you wanted somebody with dreams and aspirations and had ambition. Right. Explore the world with me. And so that honestly wasn't really Connor at first. I'm not, yeah, I was not the adventurer. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm not that. But when I met Sarah, there was something about her that I guess brought that out of me in that she's the one I, I want to adventure with. Um, there's nobody I'd rather travel with and go on ad adventures with. And um, so yeah, she pulled that out of me. Aww. <laughs> anyway, so those were a lot of my criteria. 
going into a relationship. And based on the friends that I had had who had been cheated on, not to stereotype all athletes, but based on my experience, it had been athletes um, that thought they were could get away with anything like that. And so when Connor expressed interest to Blair, his profile picture was a baseball player. And I was like, absolutely not. Blair, how are you doing? What's going on in life? Like completely ignored him. And well, I, okay. So she had, it's, it's sweet the way he expressed interest. Go ahead. She had posted on social media that she was getting off of social media for, I think it was a two week time period to kind of refocus her relationship on the Lord. Um, and I saw that and I'm like, okay, like, a girl after the Lord's heart. Like that's step one. She's beautiful. She's connected with one of my best friends' girlfriends. Let's see what's going on. So I screenshotted <laughs> the post and sent it to um, my buddy's girlfriend, and um, that's and when she so forwarded it to Sarah Rose. What's sweet and refreshing is it's not like I posted a swimsuit pic on the beach with my girlfriends, and then he like slid into my DMs. It was completely the opposite. Um, By the way, if you're listening and you're curious about that little two-week fast of social media, I deleted my apps and replaced that app section where it was on my home screen um, with a biblical app, whether that's the Bible app or a Devo app. And it's frightening, you guys, how often you click that button just based off habit. But that was really good for me. Anyway, so he reached out basically in a very sweet way. But I, at the time, was clearly focusing on my relationship with the Lord, so not interested. And, like I said, his profile picture was a baseball player, and I was like, I'm not into this athlete thing. Like, let's find somebody else, like a businessman or an engineer or an entrepreneur or medical field. Like, (laughs) not anything anything but but an athlete. And so I kind of completely ignored him. And then fast forward a couple months, Blair... Blair, sly, sneaky Blair. Thank God for Blair. Thank God for Blair. (laughs) Um, Brought him up to me at a TCU game without telling me at all. I'm like my purple dress, you guys, because in the South at football games, you wear little dresses to games. It's ridiculous. My purple midsection was like a deeper purple from sweat. My hair was tied up on my head just from sweat without a hair tie. I was disgusting. This is September in Texas in Fort Worth, and it's blazing hot i'm in like i'm sweating through a white t-shirt it's <laughs> not cute definitely not the way you want to first officially in person meet someone you're interested in but remember i wasn't interested and then i continued <laughs> to not be interested because oh gosh he just stood there okay time out let's <laughs> paint the picture here obviously hot whatever um it halftime rolls around Never had a girlfriend. I'm sitting with Blair and Kenny, my buddy, his family, and Blair looks over at me and she's like, Hey, you wanna go meet Sarah Rose? And I'm like, Uh sure. <laughs> um and so we walk down to the tunnel and here comes Sarah Rose. And um God bless Blair, but Blair <laughs> um introduced me and then Blair and Sarah Rose proceeded to to like converse and then talk about things like workouts and preparation for, I don't know if there was a pageant or something, just catching up. Basically like girl talk, right? Yeah. And I'm over here like, Oh, where do I interject? I'm just going to stand here. (laughs) So it was about 10 minutes of me, um, just kind of standing there and (laughs) Uh, awkward. So my first impression of him was, yeah, sure. He's cute. But like I said, tons of cute fish in the sea, like not interested. So then we leave, I think nothing of it. I have no interest. 
and then a few weeks, months, like a month later? Uh, yeah, yeah, roughly. And the floods weeks. in Louisiana were horrible. And I remember seeing on social media, it's our generation, that he was volunteering with his guy friends in Louisiana on the weekend to help the flood victims. And oh my gosh, it melted my heart. All about charity work. And <laughs> I screenshotted it and I sent it to Blair and I said, I don't even remember what I said. I said, I think I want to know this guy or something like that. And she said, well, I think he's still single. And then Blair and Kenny had to get on the phone with Connor and talk him up, pep him up, because we went to colleges three hours from each other. So we weren't just going to generically. Like give you a phone call and be like, hey, can we go out Friday night? It was Right. Like... And we weren't just going to run into each other on campus. or Right. Something. Right. So he really had to reach out. And so they called him, pumped him up because he'd never just slid into a girl's DMs before, which he still didn't do. He didn't like slide into my IG DMs. He messaged me on Facebook. <laughs> Who does that, number one? Um, Second of our all, grandparents. our grandparents, yeah. He messaged me on Facebook and said, hey, I guess we have to get together when I'm back. And I was, thought, yeah, it wasn't the slickest. What uh, the heck? Like, were you threatened? Did Blair and Kenny threaten you and say that you had to see me? Like, that was not even a question. What do I say? So I said, okie dokie then. Like, what? Screenshotted <laughs> it, sent it to Blair. I said, what, what, what the heck is this? And she said, give him more than this. He's never done this before. So then I responded. We started talking back and forth. And then slowly that turned into phone calls. And then. Yeah, for like a week, a week or two straight, we were talking on the phone every night, and I guess that was like October, Mm -hmm. and your formal was November fourth, third, and second. About a week and a half before, you had asked to see if I wanted to go, and you, I know you have a story to that of like questioning whether or not you should. Oh yeah, so at this point, I was kind of talking because I think the dating culture is really, really unfortunate. I feel especially in some colleges. And I hope if you're listening that I hope this doesn't resonate with you um, because I don't want anyone to have to experience it. But I feel like the dating culture in colleges is a lot of like hookups and not real dating or you're just like official with someone and there's not the freedom to go on dates with people, which I feel like is something we need to get back to in order to be able to learn about yourself and learn about others and learn about what you want. And so at no, you're that not point saying, in time, like, go on dates when you're official with somebody. And, no, I'm yeah. just saying, like, if you're single, go on dates with people and learn about yourself and learn about them and figure out really what you want. And so that's what I was doing in that season, um, the beginning of my senior year. And so I was kind of talking to these two guys at the time, which one was Connor, who I'd really never on like been on a date with. And then the, there was this other guy um, who went to another college that also wasn't TCU. And he had come up and drove a couple hours to take me on a date. And it was good, but there wasn't as much substance as I needed and wanted. And, um, but he was like super cute, really nice, fit all the other boxes, just didn't have enough substance in conversation. Um, And Connor at the time really had that. And so I was on the phone with a few of my friends trying to figure out which one of them I'm going to ask to my college formal because it's my last fall formal. I wasn't going to bring one of my girlfriends again. I'd done that whole thing and decided, you know what, let's just, let's ask Connor because if not, who knows when I'm actually going to meet this guy. So I asked him on the phone and he kind of went like silent, like crickets because sorority does not 
makes sense. I went to a small brain. school in East Texas, oh um, school of 13, now 1,400 students. So um, we didn't have Greek life. We didn't have any of that. I, I was like, formal, what the heck? Like, oh boy, uh, this yeah. is intimidating. <laughs> so I, I could sense that over the phone, even though, remember, our o- only brief meeting. So uh, I, I kind of got off the phone with him, called one of my other best friends hey caroline (laughs) and talked to her about the situation she was one of my single friends that was in my sorority and going to formal and i don't know if i asked her blatantly or if she came up with the idea and offered but essentially i ended up being able to call connor back and say hey one of my best friends also is single and needs a date so if you would like to bring a friend for her. That way you're not showing up alone. And he was like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. Let me call some people. I'm thinking of some people right now. And I jumped on that idea. <laughs> yeah, he totally jumped on that idea. So that was great. But long story short, that did not go so well, but we hit it off. Yeah, so <laughs> it worked out because it helped me kind of relax. Um, he and... was still nervous. Do not oh, let I him. Would. I mean, Don't let him tease you. It was a lot less intimidating though walking into a uh, like a house before the formal of getting to meet you. And, and so the guy I did bring was good at just kind of cracking jokes and, and, and being relaxed and, and yeah, himself. And so that just helped. So that's just kind of our story and things we looked for. Um, and just a few examples of people that I was with or attempted to date that didn't have the criteria I knew I needed in a kind of a future husband, but do you have anything else you can speak to? I know. I mean, Connor went on some dates with girls. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, through, throughout college, I, like I joked, I think she's had more girls in her sorority than girls in my entire school. Um, so there was, I went on a few dates through college. Um, what were some criteria that you knew you wanted in a future wifey that the, the, those people didn't really demonstrate and you knew wasn't the one? I don't, for me, it was, it happened, it happened pretty quick where it was just, there wasn't much of a click there or just conversation didn't flow. Um, it didn't kind of, you just get that gut feeling. And so I just didn't waste any time and try to continue to go on dates with girls. It was like, well, if it's not going to work, it's not going to work. And, um, whereas with you that night at the formal, like we hit it off and just had a good time, but it wasn't like a party good time. It was like, and this is another story. Like we didn't even make it to formal. We didn't even go to the formal. <laughs> Some things happened. We ended up back at her friend's house, and and we two stepped in the kitchen. Yeah, adorable so we, we because I love to dance, <laughs> and I was sad we didn't go to the formal. And for I mean, from what eleven p.m. till five a.m. five a.m. We just we talked. It was nice. We, and we sat on the talked. kitchen floor and just we talked. sat on the kitchen floor and then on the couch. Yeah. And we watched like parts of Pitch Perfect, I think. Uh-huh. Do you remember that? That was weird. Yeah, vague. We didn't really watch it though. It was just on the background while we were talking. Yeah. But we just got to know each other and there was mm-hmm. like there was never a pause of like this is uncomfortable, this doesn't feel right. This is like right. this is just easy and I'm yeah, I like really like this girl's company. And if you're listening and you're like, oh my gosh, me and my boyfriend don't stay up until five in the morning and talk all night. I want that. Y'all, we do not do that now. <laughs> and I don't think we ever have since that time. Um, even we're, even we're, when I'm living in New York City and he's in Texas, we don't have to talk all the time. I just know he's my person. Right. We'll, we'll talk once in a while, especially when I'm really busy and just be like, good morning. Good night. Can't wait to see you next. 
Um, not to say we don't speak, but we don't yeah. stay up on the phone until 5 a.m. every night. Not negative. That's no, that's that's not real life. Right. <laughs> nor is it necessary, nor do we have that much to talk about. Yeah. So that was kind of the, the key of like, man, it, that conversation was so easy. We have a lot of the same interests. Mm-hmm. We're very different in a lot of ways and what we, I don't know, personality or what we, but like the, the things of interest, um, we, we're super different actually. Yeah. Very <laughs> but like um, I'm slightly outgoing and obnoxious, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's, there's tons of other qualities. Um, but and Connor is definitely more reserved. Yeah. yeah slow I mean, to speak. Definitely kind of take some things in before. Right. Um, yeah, I'm a processor. and Which is good for me. He's also kind of like that level ground. You know, I'm the big dreamer. And he's like, let's write down all these projects you're going to be involved <laughs> in so we can decide if that's even feasible. <laughs> and so I kind of need that. Um, I don't talk like that, though, I hope. Do, you, do I? You sound exactly like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we enjoy a lot of the same things. Like, we're not like... How do I help you? That's how you help me. How do I help you? Oh, well, I mean, we talked about it earlier, but your adventurous side, you, you challenge me in ways that, um, gosh, push me out of my comfort zone. A I made him times. zip line guys and he's horrified of heights. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's gosh, I mean, just standing with somebody and talking and they're like getting my hands out of my pockets or whatever it is, mm. just like little things like that. Um, yeah, no, there's. But I think the biggest thing for for us is you really challenge me in a lot of ways and push me out of my comfort zone. And mm-hmm. that's when we grow the most. And um, Because he has all the criteria that I, I knew I wanted. And one of those things, though, being in pageants my whole life is the importance of confidence. And Connor has every reason to be very confident in who he is. <laughs> like, you have every reason to have your shoulders back, eye contact awesome. And, and so that's been pretty neat to see just improve throughout our time um together but i'm very grateful and i think it's funny that we're sharing our story with y'all and we're get to, getting to speak in your ears right now no kidding never no. thought this would happen well i mean see it with you not for me and i get i'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm the, just the business guy over here in the corner so <laughs> no but it's, it's fun to um just chat with you and um get to tell our story and yeah yeah so we want to encourage you if you're if you're in a single season and you're you're hating being single please soak it up connor's entire most majority of his life was single and for me my big growth period before meeting him was being at peace with being single and not hardcore hunting for something in fact when it came knocking i said no and so embrace that. I know it's easier said than done. Um, If you're in an unhealthy relationship, this is your life you're talking about. So into that. And if you're a bad breaker upper, you just need to do it. Yeah. And well, I think there will be more podcasts in the future that go into depth on different um, specific scenarios and whatnot. So give us feedback. Absolutely. You can, you can DM either of us. Um, on Instagram or of course I don't know if there's a place to comment or something but you can review or definitely you can review you can definitely DM though the more than a crown podcast Instagram and 
we will look at feedback of shows you want us to have in the in the future maybe that's having a christian relationship with boundaries what's that look like or long distance relationships or what else do people ask us often um man oh um <laughs> i feel like those are the most frequent yeah of like hey i had to do it i mean we, three years we've been long distance right i mean i mean once october and once we get married it'll be three years of being long distance outside we've never even lived in the exact same city for more than one month so that's funky <sighs> It'll Pretty be quite crazy. the transition, we've everybody. Been as, we've been as far as Alaska and Texas. Right. Um, and now, as of right now, New York and Texas. And so looking forward to October. But yeah, give us feedback on what you guys want to hear. Um, if you've had enough of me, then great. <laughs> glad, glad we um, had these we, moments. Yeah. But I think he's being silly and humble. I know I get a lot of messages asking questions for um, even pageant girls like, hey, how did you prepare Connor for your time in competition? How infrequent you guys would speak to each other. Can you speak to that at all? And he was really great at, you know, sending scripture while I was competing and just still saying hi and good morning and good night, even when he knew I wasn't going to be able to talk to him. So we could do an entire podcast on all of that advice he has for boyfriends. And I'm not, a, yeah, I'm not a creative person, but I had to be kind of channel that inner right. somewhat creativeness <gasps> we and... also fully support the love language test oh yeah we did do that very mm-hmm. early on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we did very so, early on mine and are his are quality time and touch which is hilarious because we're long distance guys <laughs> so kind of had to get creative there yeah and then yours is also quality time and um gifts but as gifts you love cards i love like (laughs) hallmark cards plugged for hallmark this is not an ad um but just so it wasn't like i had to send her flowers or cookies or stuff like every day but she just she loved a card and so or just any little any little thing that shows oh my gosh you were really thinking of me and you went out of your way to buy this and then to send it to me that was so sweet but Yes. Any anything you guys want to hear from us, go ahead and DM at more than a crown on Instagram and we can hopefully get that in the schedule and we will have another podcast coming soon your way per your requests. Thank you so much for tuning in. Any final words, my love? No, that'll do it. Thank you guys.